Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your first place yet again, Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am Sam Marcou, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, wearing his Irish hat, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Top of the morning to you, Sammy. Uh, Ireland plays New Zealand All Blacks on Saturday in the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. So I uh, had to felt like representing uh, my Irish ancestry. Uh, plus, everything's kind of going going Millhouse for me right now. So it's pretty nice. Suns football team, big game tomorrow, representing Sun Valley here. Seven and zero, as we mentioned on the uh, Jonathan Stewart uh, Believe in Panthers podcast. Um, Dolphins are four and one, first place. Just just smoked the Giants like we thought. And, yeah, Ireland hasn't lost on the number one team in the world. So this has been a lot of fun. I feel like some, something's going to go wrong. I uh, Well, I don't like that negativity at the end, but I understand because you, you've been a, a long-suffering Dolphins fan and says the perfect bill. But, uh, so long. you know, those, those days are over, as we talked about on the Believe in Panthers podcast. Shout-out to Desmond Johnson and Jonathan Stewart uh, for letting us go on there and basically be bullies and mean, but uh, also at the same time, good sports. They, uh, We we feel their pain. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Feel their pain with the Panthers right now. Going against the Miami Dolphins, 4-1 versus 0-5. We'll get into it in just a little bit, but uh, let's talk about this rugby nationalism that you have here. I don't know. I'm Team America. I'm rooting for America, Chris. You're not, a, oh. you're not rooting for America? Yeah, I would if they fucking qualified. So they uh, failed to beat like Chile and Portugal. Um, um, you know those Portuguese rugby players. Yeah, well, else. better than you know, better than America. So I, I, somebody asked me this that doesn't know rugby well. They're like, "How does Ireland, like the size of Rhode Island, beat America by sixty? Well, the thing is, their Saquon Barkleys and their um, Tyreek Hills and their Jalen Waddles play play rugby. Oh. Our, ours play football. Good ours point. play basketball. Our plays baseball. Rugby is not a big sport here. Once it gets there, and my son's a perfect example. If he gets an offer to play rugby, which quickly men's rugby doesn't really offer scholarships in NCAA. They do for women because of Title IX. Uh, it's very similar to football, so those schools can offer female rugby players full ride scholarships. Men cannot. So my son gets to a fork in a road, and it's like, do I, you know, possibly play in Major League Rugby, which they pay like thirty, forty thousand a year, or do I go D one to NC State and get a full ride in football? And that's the problem rugby's happening and having in this country is uh, they just aren't funded well, and at the youth level, it's just not well known yet. And until then, America is not going to qualify for World Cups. They will automatically qualify in 2030 because we're a host. <laughs> Boom. That's how you get around it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, they should do it with the Super Bowl. Like, we're hosting the Super Bowl in Miami, so we just get to represent the AFC. That would be awesome. We'd be in all the time. Hell yeah. There would have been some bad team. teams in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have lost a lot, but we, yeah. we'd be there. 
Uh, and you know what? If the Miami Dolphins were in the Super Bowl, Chris, I would bet on them because football is back and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-date minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds from week one all the way to the college football playoffs and the Super Bowl where your Miami Dolphins might be representing the AFC. BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50%, welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts, Chris. And let's start with talking about the game that was. And much like we have. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but the Miami Dolphins win, and it was by 15 points, so they not only win, did they cover the spread, which was I think 12 and a half by the game day against the New York Giants, who were awful. I think we had seven sacks on defense. We didn't have any turnovers, but we had seven sacks on defense. They didn't score a touchdown offensively. The only touchdown they got on the day was a pick six by Tua Tungabailoa going the other way. Um, they put up 30, but somehow it seemed a little bit to me, Chris, it seemed a little bit unsatisfying. It didn't seem like enough. And I have to ask, am I spoiled because of what I've seen so far this year? Or was there something there that was missing that is the reason why I'm feeling a little bit of emptiness with that win, which was by all accounts, if you look at the stats and the metrics, a big win, even against a bad team. What's going on? Why do I feel that way? No, you do, and I, I concur because I remember in third or maybe beginning of fourth quarter, I looked at everybody at my house watching the game, and I was like, "This game feels like a fog." Like it felt right. weird. It just felt That's right. Yeah, it was just weird. I, it wasn't like we we're winning, and I'm like, "Good," but like they seem to have the ball a lot. Uh, but and that's just because we were scoring so quickly. Um, but yeah, it definitely was a fog there. A couple bad decisions by Tua, or made you scratch your head. Um, all in all, we won by a lot. Yeah. Um, normally in those situations, I think we go down to the wire with a bad team we're supposed to beat. One of the reasons why I told the guys on Believe in Panthers podcast that I'm more worried about this game against the Panthers because they're 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 hungry. We've been there. We've been 0-6, yeah. 0-5, you know, things like that. So you can't come in and overlook bad teams. We didn't. And don't get me wrong, we didn't. We we came out and took care of business and won. It just it, the game did absolutely feel weird. It didn't feel like um, it was as much as a blowout statistically that it showed it was, and even the score that showed it was. I, I, I don't know. It was a weird feeling game, and maybe, yeah, maybe we're getting spoiled and we have to get used to this feeling. I, I'm wondering if we were just spoiled, Chris, because, I mean, he, he meaning Tua, had two interceptions. We had a couple of fumbles, one which we lost with Devonna Chan. Um, but when you look at the tape, like sometimes you watch a game and you go, yeah, that was a one-score game, but we dominated. It just – for whatever reason, was too close. You look at this game, you're like, I don't know. It seemed like they were closer to us than they should have been. But you look at the final score and go, well, it was two scores. And in almost every category, other than maybe time of possession and turnovers, we dominated. So I don't quite understand. We had at least two drives that were under a minute or two minutes, which, again, kind of skews the stats a little bit because your defense has to go right back out there. But uh, I'm really not going to complain about a quick strike offense either. And those are the types of things <laughs> we've wanted forever. So you know, that's what you're going to have to do. But um, I don't think we're know, used was, to the feeling. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I I think this is what New England fans felt like in the 2000s when they would like beat us by six. And they're like, what? Like, you won. We'd get, we'll take a two point win our, our whole career as fans. Um, this was my first throw the hat 
moment of the season, though. When when he threw the pick six, I took my hat and I flung it from Horrible. my couch. I was like, this is bullshit. Um, so I was frustrated because I did think that we should have been up by 21 instead of seven at the half. And maybe that's what it was. It was just that 14-point swing at the half, mm -hmm. which, again, artificially made them look like they were closer to us than they should have been. But if we score there instead of throw it, uh, which, by the way, I know it was third in whatever it was, five. But the fact that we didn't run right there was criminal because you are going into the half. You should have just said, look, let's not be conservative, but like we are running the ball really, really well. Uh, maybe if we'd done that and we go up earlier than that, we're not having Devon at Chan later in the game where he, you know, has a big fat landman land on him and hurt himself, which we'll talk about. Like there's just a chain of events there that if we just had a better play call and of course, obviously a better decision by Tua Tunga by Loa, it changes a lot of things later in that game. But it, it's so hard to even do this, what we're doing right now, because <laughs> ourselves four years ago, yeah. two years ago, would be like, shut up, pussies. Like, you're fucking four and one. You're in first place in your division. Like you had three games on the road, and you're you're four and one. Like we, we, you're winning by fifteen, by yeah. seventy, like yeah. by fifty points. What are you guys complaining about? I mean, a this is actually funny, Sam. We talked about this years for years. Uh, that our show is better when we lose. We oh, have you, it's we have clearly better when we a lose. A lot because more there's so to much talk more about. Yeah. Uh, this is just like, hey, we did it again. We're, we're, we're winning. We're, Daniel's calling good plays and Tyreek's burning everybody. Deuces, like, it, it really is. We're, I feel like we're, we're spoiled uh, for, from this season. And um, honestly, it feels good. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, spoiled. like in the early 2000s, it was Shaq and Kobe and the Lakers, right? And they were just so much better than everyone else. It was like they would literally have bets. Like, let's see how far down we can come back from. Like, let's spot them 15 points quite literally, and then we'll just see if we can catch them. Because yeah. they were so bored that that's what they would do to just sort of keep themselves involved in an 82-game season. Now, football's not that way, but I'm wondering if maybe we'll start to see, like, I don't know, maybe two was like, I wonder if I could throw it right-handed. Let's, let's find out. Just because they're they're that good and that potent on offense. But um, overall, I, I enjoyed the game. It was, it was fun watching them, you know, win, obviously. Uh, there were some good moments, like, visually in this game, like it were, which reminded me of football, Chris. And I don't know if you – Early in the game, I think it was like 7 nothing, and the Giants were on offense, and their center had to go out because he was bleeding, like, profusely. Did you see that? Like, he was just, like, bleeding from his nose and mouth. He looked like yes, a that. Saw movie poster. Like, it was just coming down. And he was like, I don't want to come out. And they made him go in the tent. They made him do the whole thing. That they oh, did that's right. And they now. snuck him back in there. Yeah, and then they brought in some other guy who I think they just pulled out of the crowd that was wearing a Giants jersey, which is another thing. Like, there was a lot of Giants fans there. I think they said on the broadcast it was 40%. I don't think that's quite true, Jonathan Vilma, but there were a lot of Giants fans there, like we talked about, which, by the way, uh, prior to this game, just like the last three, the drinking bingo game is spot on. I mean, this is why we do this every single week, because I was like, oh, we're going to get drunk by halftime. Um, but it was kind of a fun visual. It was just like smash mouth, where he mostered scoring on that touchdown drive. It was just like... He got stood up and then pushed the defender back. Um, and then you saw offensive linemen not only going out like Chris. At one point, Devon Chan on that 70-some-odd run yard run for the touchdown, the pocket looked like a quarterback pocket. And they were just moving in unison, like down the line, just destroying people like some sort of giant lawnmower. And like at one point, Robert Hunt got his hands on a safety, and that safety is still in orbit around the moon. Like there's just like it was smash mouth in many many ways. And on top of that, you had the beauty of a Tyreek Hill long bomb. I mean, it's just 
in general, as weird as it was, like it felt a little empty. But when you look at the play-by-play, it was a pretty good offensive performance outside of two, maybe three plays in terms of fumbles and interceptions. Can we talk real quick about the piece of shit that wouldn't let Tyreek Hill's mom get the football? Good Lord. My whole family was so mad at that guy. Like, I'm the main character. You're giving the ball to me because I'm loud. And he's like, fucking move. Fucking move. And then people had to, like, tap him on the shoulder. Like, good on him giving the ball back. But holy shit, what an entitled asshole. Yeah, I um <clears throat> did you see how much Tyreek Hill got fined for that allegedly? Hundred thousand? A hundred K for first of all, he got fined seven thousand for not wearing socks and then uh going up into the stands to give a ball to some rando instead of his mom cost him a hundred thousand dollars. Like side note, NFL context matters. Like it matters. Like I don't understand why that's a hundred thousand dollar fine. And we uh, whatever. But how, how big anyway. is your yacht got to be, Roger Goodell? Yeah, exactly. I mean, did somebody no uh, fun league? Did somebody bet for the Giants to cover? Like, I don't understand where this money is coming from and why it's going out. But uh, hey, we got to see a waddle. We got to see a waddle. That was good. Well, and kudos to you. You said we were going to see the first waddle. If you go back and listen to last week's podcast, Chris Cohen, right at the end, said we're going to see our first waddle of the season, and it was a wind up waddle. Did you not notice that Chris was Cohen? fantastic? With the Robert ball. Hunt took the football and turned it mm-hmm. like he was winding him up. And all of a sudden, Jalen Waddle was doing the waddle. Uh, we almost got the waddle twice, by the way. Uh, really good pass breakup last minute by Tua's former teammate uh, who knocked the ball down on a really good play design where if Tua throws it a split second earlier, that's another touchdown for Jalen Waddle. But, uh, oh, well, I guess we'll just have to get two this week against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and there we are again. Like, oh, God, Waddle didn't have two. <laughs> like. <laughs> We're just like a fantasy show at this point. We just want our guys just like light it up. And we're mad that a Chan is going to miss a couple weeks. And, oh, we get Jeff Wilson back. I guess he's okay. Yeah, I was, uh, it was funny today. Somebody asked me, well, who's going to get the ball more, Jeff Wilson or H- or uh, Jeff Wilson or, or Subhan Ahmed? I'm like, most. Are, but we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, right. Why is everybody no. forgetting about him? Like he's yeah, exactly. what? done the surf celebration like eight times this year. You know what I heard? Uh, poetry and Ocean. I heard that one. Mm. That's a good one. I don't know who told me that. Somebody said that. And I was like, that's, that's fantastic. Really for the offense, Poetry and Ocean. You know who it was? It was Reason. Uh, social media guy, Twitter, on or X, whatever it's called, Reason. He came up with Poetry and Ocean. That's a good one. Shout out. That's to great. Reason. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. So um, the Miami Dolphins are great. We love it. Uh, I enjoyed, shout out, we've mentioned them a couple times, but Jonathan Stewart, former Pro Bowl running back for the Carolina Panthers and the all-time leading rusher for the Carolina Panthers, along with Desmond Johnson, invited, stupidly, invited you and I onto their show, and um, we just had a good old time. So shout out to them, our brethren over at the Believe in Panthers podcast. They're going through it, Chris, 0-5 yeah. with a rookie quarterback and a coach that, if you watch that show, you know that I'm not too fond of. Um, but that was a lot of fun, was it not? Yeah, that was good. I, I, that was um... – I think I've done that once or twice with another uh, show, like of a team we are about to play. That was tough, though. There's a couple times me and you're making faces as they're like, "Hey, if we're a Panther fan, like, you know, give us one thing, you know, to stop Miami." And we're just both like, <laughs> "Like, uh, one thing? Uh, well, um, yeah, I don't know." And I mean, I gave him the best answer I could is get you know pressure to uh, get him to hold the ball, but. I mean, again, I felt spoiled being on that show because they're just yeah. so down in the dumps. I mean, I haven't yeah. won a game. Um, I don't know if I could have 
the four and one Dolphins that have more yards than any team in history uh, going to their stadium and having like their podcast hosts come on my show as we're 0 5. That'd be luckily they had Jonathan Stewart. So that break, broke the like ice a little bit because you know how great obviously he is. And it was cool to right. be talking to him. But um, that's tough, man. That's tough. We've been there. So we can't even say like, oh, well, I understand. And we don't understand. Yeah. We definitely understand. Um, and, and they got a rookie quarterback and some growing pains are going to go through. But They'll be all right. Uh, it, it, well, they'll be all right, but not this week. I mean, uh, they're going to the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. So let's let's be honest. If we're going to be honest, um, and let's just talk about it, Chris, because uh, you were from North Carolina. I've been to North mm-hmm. Carolina, and uh, we hate the Carolina Panthers. And we're going to give you three reasons why you should also hate the Carolina Panthers. And Chris, I think I gave two last week, so I'm going to go ahead and let you give the honors of having two reasons to hate the Carolina Panthers. I'll have one reason to hate the Carolina Panthers, and then we'll get into the drinking bingo game, and then we'll get everybody ready for a 4-1 beatdown of those Carolina Panthers on Sunday at 1 p.m., 10 a.m. Pacific. Chris, reason number one why we hate the Carolina Panthers. Before I get into this, Reddit, calm the fuck down. Uh-oh. Holy shit! When What's I put happening? the "we hate" oh. the Giants post on Reddit, <clears throat> this is a segment we do every week. It's fun time. We're playing make believe. Sam and I, we the fantasy. Well, didn't they beat the Patriots on the Super Bowl? We love Eli Manning. I got it. I do yeah. too. It's a segment. I got to come up with something. Okay. I'm paying the bills here in Perfect Phil. By the way, tell me you listen to, or you don't listen to the show. Correct. Without telling me you don't listen to the show because they jumped your shit immediately. And like I even told them, they're all soft and coward. Fuck the New York Giants. They, are you serious, guys? Like, whatever. Listen to the show before you comment or don't. I had so many notifications. I had to turn them off. And I, I finally commented to maybe seven of them. Like it's a segment. It's a segment. I get it. I like Eli Manning too. He's funny. Like holy shit. Yeah. So that being said, this all is true. I hate the Panthers. Um, <laughs> number one, Sam, and I've talked about this before. When the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I live in the Charlotte area. This was what twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, something like that. When Cam Sometime Newton was in the just, past, yes, yes. Cam, Cam Newton was the Superman. I mean, just unbelievable. I hate that they mass population of charlatans became panther fans once they were in the super bowl i hate it sam they had you know fourth of july is coming and you know it is because there's tents popping up in lowe's parking lots and aside gas stations that was happening with panthers merchandise Mm. and people who owned none we're now buying it because they're in the Super Bowl. Right. I'm sorry. I've been rocking a Miami Dolphins logo on my truck since Jay Fiedler made the Sports Illustrated fucking cover. Okay. I, by the way, that's when I started driving. Okay. So this is, and they're terrible. You're a fan always, not when they're only in the Super Bowl. So I couldn't stand that month stretch. Of just like, go Panthers, keep pounding. Which, by the way, gayest phrase in NFL history. To like be your like shouting call, right? Keep pounding. Is that what we're doing here, Carolina? Who are we pounding? Were we ass pounding? We pounded mouths? Like, I, I don't get it. Keep pounding. And I know they got a stupid fucking drum because they think, you know, Nick Cannon's still a thing. I hate 
that the fans don't get football around here because they only have had an NFL franchise since 1995 and they all switched allegiances because obviously they're fans of someone else prior. I, I can't stand it, Sam. You know how many times at my work I get, they see a Dolphins logo on my desk and someone goes, oh man, I grew up a huge Dolphins fan. And I go, really? Cool. Yeah, I love Dan Marino. Awesome. You still a fan? Well, I mean, I'm a Panther fan now. Yeah. What? What? Sam, that's not how this works. Just because no. your city gets a team, yeah, they can, they can be your second team. You can support them. But to like drop your fandom and create a new t- I hate it. And I hate yeah. the Panthers fan base for it. I'm from San Jose, California, and they have the San Jose Sharks. I'm a Los Angeles Kings fan because hockey was already embedded into my soul before the Los Angeles or before the San Jose Sharks ever existed. So I get so much crap from people like, "Why are you an LA Kings fan, bro?" And I'm like, first of all, we're not rivals. We've won championships. You have not. Number two, I was a Kings fan before the Sharks were ever even a semen shark being born into the NHL world. So no, I'm not going to change allegiances just because they're down the street. I'll go to the games. And I'll root for the other team secretly, silently, because I'm not trying to get shot. Same as in California, if you know the atmosphere. But you're right. You don't change allegiances. That's a, that's a taboo. That's a no-no. It's one of those sports taboos that you just don't do. You don't just change teams willy-nilly from one to the other. And furthermore, it's lazy fandom. I, here's what I consider. You know why the girl next door is such a prototype girl for most men in this country, Chris? Homie... Uh... You know, hair down. Because walk. she's next door. Mm. We don't have to go that far. She's right there. That's why we like the girl next door, which is why you have to look out for the girl that's been around the block because eventually she'll be closer than next door, girl next door, and that's your competition because men are lazy. If you like the team that's next to you, chances are you're a lazy fan. That's all I'm saying. You've done no research. You just went, oh, they're right there. They're the girl next door. I like them. So I agree with you there. Number two reason. Why I hate the Carolina Panthers is because Devon Achan will not be playing in this game. And for a franchise who's only been here since like 95, they've had a really good history of running backs. Like we just talked about Jonathan Stewart, Christian McCaffrey, freaking D'Angelo Williams. Uh, of course, Mike, Mike Tolbert. Mike Tolbert. Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard, Miles Sanders. I mean, it's just a who's who of running backs. But I'll, he hate I'll less. <laughs> Rod Smart, ladies and gentlemen. He's a receiver. A running back. Return. Yeah. Yeah, keep return a running back. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they have a lot of running backs. And I was really hoping to see Devon Achan, who is just lighting the league up seven touchdowns in three games. 12 yards per carry. Oh, my oh, God. 9.8 yards until contact on average. Like, he's almost getting a first down before somebody's like, we should stop him. Like, he's not going to be in this game. He's on IR. He's going to be out until after the Chiefs game, after the bye week, which makes sense. I would rather long-term play here, have him ready for the long stretch. We do have good depth. We have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., Frank Smith, our offensive coordinator, came out today, Chris, and said he's ready to play football, which Jeff Wilson runs angry anyways. So I can only imagine what was happening in practice today to get him to say that. Of course, you have Suvan Ahmed, who was not playing poorly, he just lost his job because he had the audacity to get hurt to a guy who named Devon Chan. But Devon Chan being out, I would have loved to have seen our entire playbook of running backs on display against the Carolina Panthers team that has a really good, rich history of running backs. It would have been fun for me to see. But the good news about this is that Jeff Wilson Jr., who we got 
because Christian McCaffrey was traded from the Panthers to the Niners, which forced Jeff Wilson to say, I need to go somewhere else, and they traded him to us. He's making his season debut this week against those Carolina Panthers. So I am looking forward to that, but it's a bummer that Devon Achan will not be playing in this game because for a team like the Panthers, who've had all these great running backs in a very short amount of time, for us to finally have this running game, which we've been begging and pleading for forever, Chris, uh, not to have the full complement of players is a little bit of a bummer, and it makes me hate the Carolina Panthers. Well, I'll go for my third and final one, Sam. Um, this one is a little close to home to me and a little selfish. I get it, uh, especially all the home fans. I hate this game is not in Charlotte. Mm. The last two times we've played in Charlotte against the Panthers, they fucking boat raced us. Four years ago, Monday Night Football was here, and Cam Newton made us look like a Little League team. Yeah. And I was drunk in the crowd getting fucking shit on by Panther fans that were Redskin fans um, all, all night. All night. It was, it was, I literally sat there sulking. Like every time he broke a long run, I just was like, and I'm just, fuck you, go back to Miami. I'm like, who does it? We play every four years. We're not even a rival. Like imagine like doing that to a Packer fan, like that we barely see. Like I'd be like, hey, good game, man. This is good. You have a good team. Respect. Like they're horrible. The fans suck. But that's why I hate that it's not here. We are going to fucking steamroll these pieces of shit on Sunday. And I really wish I was there in person because I'd love to see these hillbillies from North Carolina, which, by the way, you said I'm from North Carolina. I am not from North Carolina. I am from South Florida. I currently reside in North Carolina. I'm serving a sentence in North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I would love to be in that crowd and look at some kid with a stupid Jeremy Chin jersey and be like, fuck you. How about that? Where were you Monday Night Football four years ago, you piece of shit? Um, and, and enjoy this. So home fans, <clears throat> see Panther fans down there. Let them have it. Let them have it. Clap. Get get loud. Enjoy the home experience because I hate that it's not here in Charlotte. Yeah, you know, I my experience was not that. When I went to Charlotte back in 2009, which, again, I told the full story over on the Believe in Panthers podcast, but uh, I did get a a tooth that was chipped out of my face. Uh, But I enjoyed my time in Carolina. But uh, I'm going to disagree with you because I think the Miami Dolphins playing at home is such a home field advantage. Of course. I I was being selfish. You're right. I understand that. But it's like 15 and 2. Their last 17 games at home, like, that is a ridiculous, like, all time. Somebody put it on, I don't even know who it was, so credit to you, whoever it was. But somebody put it on Twitter, X, whatever, that I think all time, from the time that they've been here till now, the home field advantage in terms of their win record is, like, win percentage is, like, fifth all time for the Miami Dolphins. Like, they just play so much better at home, which is why you need to stack this win because you are in first place. You have a game in hand. Well, you don't have a game in hand, but you have a game up on the Buffalo Bills, which is really like a half game because they beat us head-to-head. But you have to win these games because next week you've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Then you have the Patriots at home, and then you got the Kansas City Chiefs, and then you have a bye week, and then you have some, again, a softening of the schedule. But if you can't get by Philadelphia and you can't get by Kansas City, all of a sudden you're looking at possibly being in second place in the AFC again against the Buffalo Bills team that already beat you head-to-head. So you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. And this is a game that Miami Dolphins are supposed to win. So this is an expectation for me that we're going to come out and end this early. I want to have a nice, comfortable time to get drunk in the afternoon and third and fourth quarter of this game, Chris. I don't want to stress, which brings me to the bingo drinking game. The raced special 
which by the way, he takes a week off from our power rankings in the okayest fantasy league ever. When you and I both win two in a row, of course, dead last in his power rankings for the entire season. And of course he now has to put me higher up in the 12 team league on his power rankings. And what does he say? Sorry, family vacation. Can't be there. Did you see my score? I won by like fucking 50. Yeah. Well, I'm like 160 something the goddamn because I had Derek uh A Chan and fucking uh Diggs. I mean, I was just destroyed. Um Brock Purdy got me like 28 fucking points, and that was with Bur- Fields with 32 on my bench. Like, dude, and of course he takes a break. So I, yeah. Yeah, this is a Dolphins podcast, but uh I feel like the Browns are gonna give something to the Niners this weekend. And I don't ask me why. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but I feel like the Cleveland Browns give the Niners fits, and I'm here for it. All right. Let's get into the bingo drinking game, Chris. We've got the Carolina Panthers. We've got the Miami Dolphins at home in Miami. We are honoring Hall of Famer Zach Thomas, which shout out to the Pro Football Hall of Fame who uh, gave your boy, Chris, a little bit of dap on the social media. They acknowledged my annoyance to them over the past couple of years. If you don't know, I am probably the main reason why the Pro Football Hall of Fame hates Miami Dolphins fans, because every time they posted anything over the last couple of years, I just responded with Zach Thomas. Didn't even have anything to pertain to Zach Thomas. It got so prevalent that Zach Thomas himself acknowledged it. And of course, today on Twitter, the Pro Football Hall of Fame acknowledged your tribal chief, Sam Marcoux. That was a proud moment for me. I feel like I'm in the Hall of Fame. Am I a Hall of Famer now, Chris? No, um, but when you sent me the uh, screenshot, Sam, that <laughs> I was losing it at work. Like, they, you're like, oh, Zach Thomas. Oh, wait, never mind. And he, what did they say? They said something like, old um, habits die. Hard. Old habits die hard. Like that guy running that feed is like, fuck this guy and fuck perfect though. Good lord. <laughs> oh man, that is fucking hilarious. Uh, the fact they acknowledged you personally and replied is fantastic. Shows you did a great job, and clearly you're uh, were a small part of zach thomas getting into the hall of fame and you're like part of that history that part of that yeah you're part of it we all we all did it yeah i just was the first person to yell yeah yep all the the citizens citizens. so congratulations everybody all right so with that in mind the bingo drinking game official carolina panthers miami dolphins what are we drinking to this week chris what do we have to experience what do we have to see what do we have to hear in order to get wrong well Here's what's going to happen. You just mentioned Zach Thomas. If they mention or show highlights or comparisons of Sam Mills, Luke Keekley with Zach Thomas, you drink. And I will throw an an added bonus if Kevin Green gets thrown into that mix as well. Kevin Green, former linebacker for Carolina Panthers. Wasn't he in Saved by the Bell, like the the college years, I think? Or, yeah, something like that. Boy meets world. I'm probably right. could have been. I'm talking about maybe Bill Kazmaier. I think Bill Kazmaier was in that. Anyway, all right. So uh, I'm going to take the easy way out on this. If they show Bryce Young and Tua Tungabailoa at Alabama or embracing as quarterbacks from Alabama now, you drink. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Let's see. If they show any highlight of past Dolphins-Panthers games and you see Jake Delhomme, you drink. If you see Jake Delhomme. Drink drink. Delhomme, am I right? I like that. I like that. All right. How about this? Because we haven't seen him this year. He's been conspicuous in his absence. If they show the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, at any point during the game, you drink. Is he a free man? Is that suspension over? It's October. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe that's why I haven't seen him. I forgot about that. Yeah, no. That that, that was last year. Was it? 
I think it was last year. Hopefully we see his big ass ears. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> if, they, if they show Andy Dalton on the sideline while Bryce Young is inevitably struggling, holding his helmet or having his hands. He, no, his hands have to be like this in his pads mm, with a hat yes, on. Yes. If yes. his hands are in his pads, you drink. Okay, yep. I like that one too. All right, so it is October, which means it still could be moist for all the people that don't like the word moist. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to an old trope, an old gag. If they show the temperature gauge on the Miami Dolphins sideline and the Panthers sideline, sun, shade, you drink. They mentioned Ron, Riverboat Ron Rivera, you drink. The gambler? The gambler, man. How about this? How about that? Hey, since we're going coaches, here's one. If they mention or show Dom Capers, coach oh. of the Carolina Panthers and former coach of the Miami Dolphins, not head coach, but coach, you drink. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Any highlight pertaining to Steve Smith, um, mm. you drink. How about if they mention the words genius, originator, or any sort of word to describe Mike McDaniel while he's walking around in that smelly ass sweatsuit you drink. You think it smells? I think he uses lotions and Dude, stuff. He doesn't he doesn't shower. He's already yeah, he didn't right. shower as a run game coordinator. There's yeah, no way he showered as often. You know what he's doing? He's probably getting sprayed down by a hose once a week. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. If Mike McDaniel sprints to the locker room at halftime, drink. <sighs> There you go. If Mike McDaniel says something weird and vague and then the opposite happens post-game, so you're going to have to continue to hang on, then you drink. All right. I like it. If Jeremy Chin gets a sack or an interception, you drink because you'll want to. <laughs> if if Brian Burns is traded from the Panthers to <laughs> the Miami Dolphins at halftime, you drink and celebrate. Here's a positive one because um, it's going to happen. Mm. When, when Jalen Phillips gets his first sack of the year, or, well, another sack since his injury, because I know he terrorized Herbert and the Chargers, uh, drink. Let's drink to a sack from uh, Phillips returning. Is he playing? Is he, he ready to go? Be practiced, I think. Okay. I mean, that's why this is fun. If it happens, yeah. we'll drink. I got another Maybe. one, so hurry up and spit out yours. <laughs> All right, how about this? Uh, if if Christian Wilkins checks in as an eligible player on offense in the goal line area or short yardage area, you drink. Nice. This one's going to be cool. Ready for this one? Yes. Chase Claypool. Ooh. He's active, wearing number 83, his college number, and they show highlights of him at Notre Dame. You drink. Yeah, they're certainly not going to show highlights of him in Chicago. All right, well that's good. I think that holds, uh, it's a Tim on the sideline holding the helmet. Um, that's uh, I think that's your bingo card right there, ladies and gentlemen. The official drinking bingo card game or uh, of the Carolina Panthers visiting Miami Dolphins, Week Six of the 2023 season. Zero and five versus four and one. Last thing before we leave here, Chris, what is the final score, and by how much did the Miami Dolphins win to go to five and one? Forty-two six. 42 to 6. That's Two field goals for the Panthers. They're not scoring. I cannot believe you would choose 42 to 6. There's no way they're scoring 6. 
I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, no, I'm not as uh, – I, I love that you went on the Believe in Panthers podcast and said, oh, I'm not I expecting a blowout win like I did against the Giants and then predicted a score that was higher than your Giants score. <laughs> I said I was more that. nervous for this game, but I think they're going to – this is a different team, a different, different, different franchise all around that we're used to, and we have to get used to that. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see the ball thrown a lot more in this game because you are missing Devon Achan. You are going to have Raheem Mostert. You are going to have – um, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. in there, maybe Suvon Ahmed, maybe a little bit of Chris Brooks. But I think this is a game where Tua balls out. This is the game where he gets it to Jalen. This is the game where he gets it to Tyreek Hill. And if Chase Claypool is active, you know, you absolutely know that Mike McDaniel is going to stick it up somebody's ass and get some sort of play call to Chase Claypool, which will be the narrative for the next week. Everyone will pick him up in fantasy. All of that stuff is going to happen. I see this as uh, I'm maybe not as optimistic on the score. Uh, but we are against the Carolina Panthers team that has the lowest EPA in the league, meaning expected points added per snap. They're the lowest in the league. Bryce Young is the lowest there. He's getting better, but they're not quite there. Adam Thielen's a nice little person, player. They've got some other uh, – what, DJ Chark is there. But they're not good enough to run with the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go, Chris. Let's go. Let's go 45 to 10. See, they get 10. They get a touchdown and a field goal. I'm nicer than you. I love how you flipped out and then they gave us more points and gave them four more points. Yeah. I gave us three more points and them four more points. Also, so I'm nicer. this is the second show in the row. Are you holding one of those applesauce lids? That's so like, exactly what that is. It goes. Those things are amazing. On the mots where you just yeah. – Yep, yeah. exactly. I got two use those. These are everywhere. Dude, they're great for 15-year-olds playing rugby that need a little protein or a little shot of sugar uh, before a game. So we, we bring those, and they're good snacks on the rides to the games and stuff. So I was carrying this during the Believe in Panthers podcast, and you picked up on it, and now here it is again. So you're absolutely right. Uh, this is a different one than <laughs> the one from the other <laughs> night. But, yes, this is here. Also, if you haven't checked it out, one of the funniest things I saw was Jonathan Stewart asking Chris Cullen, how old's your son? And Chris Cullen, he's a sophomore. Like, you just refused to answer the question in terms of how old he was in terms of age. He's a sophomore. Don't worry about it. You do the math, jock. But uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I like, too, about Jonathan Stewart. Uh, he goes, what position does he play? And I said, running back. And he goes, word? <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. Okay. Hmm, good yeah. position. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, honestly, uh <laughs> not to cut our own throats here, but man, what a well-produced podcast. Like they had their shit together. I was like texting Chris on the side. Like, why don't we have that? But uh, yeah, no, as they like played that. the intro, like auto yeah. auto muted us. Like, you know, he was putting up tweets and shit mid show. I'm like, Oh, yeah. okay. Just live streaming and then turning it on audio. I'm like, I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. He We're didn't not. even ask if Jonathan Stewart wanted to go live. He's like, you know what? I thought about it. We're going to get more content this way. I'm going live stream. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Chase yeah. was like, sure, whatever. I don't whatever. fucking care. I don't give a shit. I'm the leading rusher of all time. I'm going to so. say what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, speaking of which, uh, we're coming up on the top of uh, whatever hour we're in. So I'm going to leave it up to you, Chris. Anything else you want to say? You've got it 42 to 6. I've got it 45 to 10. We both have the Miami Dolphins moving to 5 and 1 on the season, getting ready for a big, epic, humongous matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football, Week 7. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Keep pounding. Keep pounding drinks for the drink game, the bingo drinking game. Keep pounding them shots because you will be drinking because all those things we talked about are most likely going to happen. But until then, the only thing left to say 
on behalf of myself, the two-time, yes, two-time doctor, this way, Christopher Cullen, of course, the entire Believe Network, presented by betonline.ag, is goodbye from Perfect Bet. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.